We have to go back! Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And boys and girls of every age, would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see our review of a movie called Our Town of Halloween. First take, best take. We're reviewing the 1998 Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town. All one word. Oh yeah, I kept on typing in Halloween Space Town, and then they, then my Google kept on saying, "Hey, get rid of the space. It's cleaner." Halloweenton, <laughs> named after our founder, Mister Halloweenton. Now, Halloween Town uh, is a movie that typically would not fit our requirements of the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast, uh, but every once in a while, um, a bus drops off. Um, a note that says Halloween Town is available for $1 rental, uh, and we forego all of our previous requirements of theatrical releases and review this instead. Yeah, well, who, uh, wait, we better than Amazon? No. <laughs> Amazon said, it's okay, we're going to review yep. Halloween Town for a dollar. Yes. And maybe the only time that I've gone to rent or purchase a movie for this podcast where HD is not an option. <laughs> you only get SD. Listen, do you want to watch this in HD and own it or rent it on Laserdisc? Oh. You decide. Those are, those are the only two options? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, literally, in case you missed it on Twitter, uh, Grace and I, we were talking and trying to figure out what movie we were going to review. And I suggested that we review uh, the 1978 uh, Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis because the new movie came out. And Grayson said, choice, yeah. we, we could do that. Or Halloween Town. I said, how dare you? Because hmm. uh, the choice was made right after that. Uh, but enough preamble. Let's go ahead and get into uh, the history of Halloween Town and the rest of this review. So uh, director Dwayne Dunham uh, was presented with the script for Halloween Town. And he had no idea what he was in for. Originally, the concept of a town filled with monsters and ghouls and witches alike um it was a pretty big undertaking in fact uh, dunham felt that the original script was basically saying this is a 20 to 30 million dollar script whoa uh yeah and so they did a lot of cuts uh and they whittled it down to a four million dollar script Yikes. yeah uh and so the writers made it happen, and then um, they shot Halloween Town and was filmed in only 24 days. That's nuts. Well, I guess right? most of it takes place in the town, so if yes. you have the town set, you're okay. Yeah, and the, that town uh, was in uh, St. Helens, Oregon, and it was just really, it, it literally, pun always intended, was just a ghost town. Like, they, and they just occupied it for a while uh, 24 days to be exact uh, and that's that's where they're able to make everything work uh, right down to that giant pumpkin it was just already there wow, I was like this is perfect let's make a movie here <laughs> just driving by like hey, let's make a movie here now a really cool thing about this movie historically significantly uh, this was the second produced 
uh, Disney Channel original movie. It was the fourth to be released, but uh, Disney Channel had just started production on their first uh, Disney Channel original movie called Brink. Um, and Halloween Town was the second in production and the fourth ever Disney Channel original movie to be released. And so it was released October uh, 1998, uh, and it was followed by three sequels, Halloween Town 2, uh, Calabar's Revenge, Halloween Town High, the after-school special, uh, and Return to Halloween Town, um, where... Kimberly J. Brown did not reprise her role as Marnie in Return to Halloween Town. Uh, they instead cast Sarah Paxton. Uh, to this day, Kimberly J. Brown has no idea why she was replaced. Wow. So I did a little bit of digging, and apparently Kimberly J. Brown, when they wanted to start shooting, was working on another project. Because she says, like, listen, I was I was available. I love this role. I would have come back for it but i don't think they ever approached her they said ah she's probably busy let's just get someone else to do it and that's that's why it does seem odd that the one called return to halloween town is the one where the lead does not return yeah it was uh one of those bait and switches oh a real trick-or-treat ho you did it now this movie has uh, a lot of people who are way more famous and at the time that i first watched this movie couldn't really appreciate one of which i was the most floored by <laughs> i think you know which one i'm talking about grayson yeah when i came across who that was i was like oh this is perfect for ricky oh yes they have princess leia's mom guys <laughs> Like that's not what I thought you were gonna say. Who the thunk, <laughs> Debbie Reynolds was in here just taking names. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I'm of course talking about April O'Neil, oh. Judith Hogg. Oh my goodness! I was like, wait a second, that's not that's not April O'Neil. Is is that's April O'Neil? Oh my goodness! And then the movie just got. I didn't. I didn't think that Halloween Town could get better for me. And then. April O'Neil was there the whole time, and I got very excited. Yeah. And, and the voice of Arnold from Hey Arnold for seasons two and three was played by Luke, the, the kid that was ashamed that he was a troll and got his face redone. Philip Van Dyke. Philip Van Dyke, yeah. Wow. He was Arnold. That's amazing. Oh, and, oh man, that's so cool. And then Robin Thomas, who I feel like I've seen him in several things before. Oh, yeah, Rob Thomas. You know what? I think I remember him from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, well, I think more recently we have seen him in Clockstoppers. No way! <laughs> it's the dad in Clockstoppers. He's the dad in Clockstoppers. Yeah. Oh, way to go. Yeah, because I uh. looked at him the whole time. I was like... I have seen this guy in something recently. Let me just stop this movie and think about the time in which I saw this guy. And yeah, so there are so many people uh, in this movie that I completely forgot were like big deals. Uh, because, you know, when you're a kid watching D Disney Channel original movie, you're not thinking, you know, there's that adult actor. I think I, think I was just thinking yeah. more so about my massive crush on Kimberly J. Brown. Mm. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. all I was thinking about. Now, one thing that I really wanted to uh, talk about with this episode, A, because there's not a ton of history uh, about the making of this movie because it was a Disney Channel original movie and they weren't really like 
diving deep on productions of uh, movie, like TV movies. Yeah, they were like, you didn't like that one? See you in a month. <laughs> you get to see something else. Uh, but I do want to talk about the era in which this movie was made. So in 1998, uh, the Disney Channel original movie um, was a staple, at least for um, me as a 90s kid. Um, I, I got more into the Disney Channel original movies a little bit later on because um, we didn't have Disney with our cable package. Mm. Um, but I remember the first time I watched uh, Halloween Town was on uh, probably a Halloween uh, in the early 2000s when we moved and we got, uh, you know, Disney Channel. And it was a time where I feel like witches were super in. Because yeah. I remember Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, was a show that we watched regularly on Friday nights. And then uh, you have, you know, Halloween Town. Uh, you also have The Craft, um, which I remember I can't. I couldn't have been an age where I should have been watching that movie, but it's another movie about a group of girls discovering that they're actually witches, except it's more of a PG-13 movie. Yeah, Charmed um, came out the same year, the, the first Charmed. series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I, I just remember that this era, like, and this is even a pre-Harry Potter I mean, like, yes, Harry Potter did exist mm -hmm. by this time. I'm not going to say that this predates Harry Potter. But pre-Harry Potter being the standard of, hey, you're a magical kid and you have all these abilities. Like, now people wouldn't think of, like, oh, yeah, so this person discovers that on their 13th birthday that they're a witch. You mean, someone would say, oh, you mean, like, Harry Potter instead of, oh, you mean, like, Halloween Town or Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's just, it was a difference time um it was also a time that i remember distinctly um i didn't realize until i was much older that staying home on a friday night was great <laughs> it didn't feel like you were missing out it didn't feel like you were um a sad person who didn't have people that you could be hanging out with um and if this describes any of you, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about myself. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's how I felt uh, once I got older about being home on a Friday night. But as a kid, Friday night meant that you got to watch a Disney Channel original movie. And like I looked forward to it. I looked forward to staying home on a Friday night, getting a pizza, renting a VHS of sorts. But when a Disney Channel original movie came out, that's what was happening. I feel like I always watched Disney Channel original movies from the carpet. Like, I was always sitting on the ground when I watched them. I don't yeah. know why. It's the best way to watch it. I feel like a good alternate title for this movie as well would have been The 13th Year, which a year later became another Disney original movie about yep. a kid that becomes a fish. He's a merman. <laughs> He's a merboy. A yep. little merboy. It's Disney Channel's Splash. Yes. But yeah, I I definitely saw this movie several times when I was a kid, but I remembered nothing about it. It was like I was watching it for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I kept feeling like I was recognizing the actors in it, and it, now it makes sense what I was recognizing them from. But as I was going through, I was like, what do I know them from? Do I just know them from Halloween Town? <laughs> the Disney Channel original movie, like, I, I watched all of these. Like, for a while, I could name all of the 
Disney Channel original movies and the actors who are in it and all the different kind of like crossovers and this, that, the other. But I mean, this movie I had like zero recollection of. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I was like, I was thinking like when they first showed the mayor, I was like, is it him? I can't remember. I, I want to say it's him, but I, I really can't. The only thing I do remember was the switcheroo with the um, with the cloak, the red cloak switcheroo. Oh, um, that's the only thing I did remember about the movie. I'm like, it's that. Uh, but everything else, I was like, I I guess we're gonna watch this movie for the first time ever. I remember that there were houses and there were streets, and I was not disappointed upon rewatching because it had both houses and streets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you remembered the town part of I Halloween. Do, the town, town part. I was like, "What is the city planning for Halloween Town? <laughs> I want to know where the different zones are. What are the districts within the town? Is it a utilitarian society? Because I never saw money be exchanged. Yeah, it was a lot more of a, like a bartering goods for service kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that you noticed uh, this time? I mean, you know, besides the whole movie, it was everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything um, else you noticed? Yeah, I think a big one, and I didn't even notice it as I was watching it. It wasn't until later that uh, so Debbie Reynolds, um, she like gets off the school bus and she pops open her umbrella and, and walks out. So I watched it. Then I had breakfast. I was sitting at my breakfast table and I look up and I see a singing in the rain poster. And right in the middle of the poster, it's her with an umbrella. And I was like, you know what? If that isn't just the most veiled reference to Singing wow. in the Rain and Debbie Reynolds' career, then I don't know what is. Uh, wow. But yeah, it just kind of all clicked into place when I saw that. And I was like, oh, well done, Halloweenton. Well <laughs> done. Uh, ooh, and uh, speaking of Halloweenton, a fun fact about the actual town uh, in St. Helens, Oregon. Um, every year... They host a Spirit of Halloween festival uh, and, like, recreate the town of Halloween Town. And Kimberly J. Brown goes back every year and just hosts it and, like, shows up and does, like, Q&A. It's like, it's like the, the town from Groundhog Day. Like, they just go back and they every time they just recreate it. And then it's just a sleepy town the rest of the year. Wow. I think the only thing I noticed this time around that I never really noticed before was the blatant disrespect of Kimberly J. Brown to her mother, April O'Neil. I rude. I don't I was just like uh, I feel like I've, I'm seeing this all for the first time, and I don't remember any of this. But like that was the bi- like that was like the big rebellious teen thing. Man, I really did not like the brother. And I was like, you know what? Get him out of here. <laughs> it's like, why do you like Halloween so much? Give me a good nature documentary and call me satisfied. <laughs> uh, maybe I just saw too much myself in him, but I, I was like, no, thank you, sir. But then he redeems himself and it's okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did not get when I watched this as a kid was maybe the best microwave joke I've ever seen of... <laughs> Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble as a setting on a microwave. Oh, man. Oh, that's what I get for going instant. Oh, man. So all of that, I'm just like, they they made this 
for everyone in the yeah. this was made for the whole family. Like, this is please great. tell me you bought that from Carrot Top. <laughs> what do we got here? Yeah. We, got, we, we got a we got a microwave for a witch. Uh, bubble bubble toilet right. trouble. Okay, great. Dee, dee, Three minutes. Dee, dee, dee. All right, guys. Now it's time to the part of the show where we set our ovens to head cannon. Head cannon. Hey, Cannons of Our Show, where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Now, this movie uh, has a lot of references to other uh, spoopy um, and scary different uh, properties, but yeah. they never truly land anywhere, yeah. which makes me to believe that this takes place everywhere. There, it's tied to so many different things. So... They established that there is a time when monsters, and like basically monsters, which is uh, werewolves, vampires, all these people, any non-humans, live, basically, yeah, live together, yeah. and then they basically had a split because humans kept on trying to murder them. Um, so here's my timeline: is they said like, and then us being like us trying to fight the humans made us evil, which we're not. This at the other, I'm like, oh, okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. So. My headcanon is this. Nightmare Before Christmas is a prequel to Halloween Town because that's basically like, you know, the reference I made at the very beginning of the podcast, this our town of Halloween. Mm -hmm. That was before they officially made it a like official town name because that this it was like more of a realm that they lived in, but that's like the earlier stages of Halloween Town cuz Halloween Town now is like just super, you know, pleasant and nice. Uh, but then um, I don't think that they knew what else like kind of existed. Basically, it just establishes that there are multiple worlds and realms. That being said, Halloween Town also exists in the same world of every horror movie that has <laughs> ever been made. Oh, like that one movie that we're not going to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it, but like that one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because uh, basically any kind of like, you know, murderer or serial killer in like these horror movies, um, they come from a place. Yeah. And much like the mayor, the mayor's like, listen, we need to like, you know, rise up and destroy the humans. Like there are some stragglers who like these supernatural beings who like you think that they're dead one minute and then they come right back. It's because they are not of this world. They are from Halloweenton. Uh, so uh, that is my headcanon. I like that. Like the idea that uh, there are other witch families, which they allude to because they're like, well, the Cromwells are the most powerful. Uh, going with the idea that there are different realms and like different holidays, I think you could also have, I don't know if they'd be like witches, but these powerful beings that are basically responsible for keeping their domain in order and keeping it in check. Um, that's not like the mascot. So like, I'm not talking about Santa or, or, or anything like that. I'm talking about like someone we haven't really heard of that is very powerful, but helps other people. Like the Hamburglar. Like the Hamburglar. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like to think, and this was based on the um, just a lot of the character choices with Debbie Reynolds' character as the grandmother. Um, she's got the 
uh, umbrella. She's got the the bottomless bag. She has all of these different uh, tricks that she's able to do. I like to think in my head canon that Mary Poppins is also a witch, but she is the supreme in charge of I don't know Easter, which is why so many flowers. So like the Easter Bunny's got enough to do. He's not going to be in charge of his domain. But Mary Poppins can oversee, make sure everything's going well. Which, if you connect it back to Nightmare Before Christmas, when the Easter Bunny gets taken, you could make an argument for that is when she was at the house with the children. And because she wasn't there, that's why the bunny was taken. So... It's all connected. Like it. It's really part of the uh, Halloween Town Nightmare Before Christmas Mary Poppins trilogy. Yes, that I that I have yet to see as a combo pack at the clearance <laughs> section at Target. Yeah, that's because it, it's on Blu-ray. You you, you, oh. you skip. It's in the different section. Oh, it better be an SD though, because <laughs> I cannot handle all them pixels at once. It's only a dollar. Huh. Uh, and my my other little bit of headcanon um, has to do with the prevalence of people leaving Halloween Town just to like have a normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, this shows up, uh, especially with witches, uh, Bewitch, and oh, yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Halloweenton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are also other kind of uh beings like uh, though we i mean we should totally review this movie uh i have never seen teen wolf oh yeah that'd be fun um but i feel like all these other like traditional monsters that people are familiar with uh, i think have also made their way back into what would be considered our world and that also grants them like super abilities that like would just make them have like a very nice normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that. Nice. All right. Now we're going to go into the part of the show where we talk about recast and remakes. Recast. Remake. If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast? What would the storyline be? And I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they made it today, um, I think that for uh, the reboot, I would cast Sarah Paxton. Don't ask me why or how. I just think that she would do great. Sarah Paxton. Uh, yes, we all know. <laughs> well, no, Sarah Paxton. She's the one who took over Kimberly J. Brown's role. Oh, that is Marty. cold, Ricky. That is cold. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, if they were to remake it today, I think they should go the Fuller House route yeah. um, and have... Her, or actually, they actually did this with uh, The Little Mermaid 2, uh, where Ariel basically tries to live a normal life, and her daughter's all like, but I want to go out to the sea. And then she, you know, does the same dumb thing that her mom did. Uh, and so it's basically in reverse. She's just like, oh, I just want to live a normal life, mom. I don't want to be weird. And then she ends up being the representative of halloween town or like the human ambassador in on earth to like help protect from all the other ghosts and ghouls who are trying to cause trouble oh kind of like a buffy 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that that would be really cool. But with uh, Kimberly J. Brown and as many of the original cast members who are willing to reprise the role to come back. Um, other than that, I would love to see a Halloween Town prequel following Debbie Reynolds' character called Halloween Town, Here We Go Again. Um, and it's just her younger self. We get to see uh, all of her younger haunts and like how she became you know, Sorceress Supreme. And uh, I think that that would be a really fun just series to follow because, it, I mean, it can go on forever and it just takes place like in King Arthur times and mm-hmm. as old as it can be. And I think it could be really, really fun. That would be a lot of fun. I, I would enjoy seeing that. I would like to see Halloween City where <laughs> it's just real gritty. You know, this is, this is- Zoning. Probably rated R. <laughs> done by Fox. <laughs> For recasting, though, uh, I had Mackenzie Foy as Marnie. Um, okay. She, uh, she's, her new stuff is Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Um, but she was also in Interstellar, The Conjuring. She's uh, definitely a rising star right now, though. Um, for the grandmother, for Debbie Reynolds' character, I'd like Betty White. I think yes. she could really play the comedy of it. And then for Calabar, I had Bob Saget. Ugh. I don't know why. Maybe maybe subconsciously I knew that was the dad from Clockstoppers watching it the whole time. And I just thought of like another dad figure. Yeah. It's Bob Saget. No, that's good. Because he played a dad on TV. And he kind of looks like my dad in real life. Kids, let me tell you how I met your mother. Um, well, I mean, she ran away with a human. You aren't my kids. Hey, I'm going to destroy this world. Kids, in the summer of 1905 AD, I acquired a talisman. A blue talisman. <laughs> yes. I love it. How I met your sorceress. Yes, fantastic. Yeah, and I, I really do think that Halloween Town uh, could be a series. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, it could easily be something that they do um, annually. Like they have like a a four part mini series every year, basically, and it it could it could basically follow what I assume Halloween Town High is all about. Just like you know the trainings and like how to. Be a professional ghoul and uh, all these different things that I assume that you uh, would only learn at this specific trade school. Yeah. But they got a lot of mileage out of this. I mean, with four movies, uh, that is that is more than many movies get, especially Disney original movies. Oh, yeah. 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 The only other movie series that they've ever done to that sea quality Um is none of them like not even high school musical high school musical only had two disney channel original movies and then one theatrical release with high school musical three and was adapted into a stage play yeah high school musical the musical based on the novel pushed by sapphire (laughs) yeah all right now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend so grayson why would you recommend the 1998 classic halloween town i recommend halloween town because it is 
some great seasonal fun. Um, I mean, there are a lot of Halloween movies. This one is very family friendly. It is focused thematically on family. Um, and this is a family that's had some hard times and they, they need some hope in their lives. And I think that's something that resonates with a lot of people of this kind of miraculous, magical event happens to them that helps them unlock their true potential. I mean, that's a very popular story. If you look at like Star Wars, Harry Potter, like very similar things. And Marnie takes that, that journey as well. That's a fun story. Uh, it's an enticing story. So uh, that's what's at the heart of this movie. A uh, lot of fun costumes, uh, very 90s Disney jokes, but it's it's a, a good family-friendly uh, film if you're looking for something in the Halloween season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd recommend this movie because if you if you have yet to hear the line, Halloween is cool. Uh, this mm-hmm. movie will deliver on that at least once. It also delivers the line, look at me, I'm a potato. <laughs> a lot of great lines. Yeah, and it's, uh, it really is a, a, a fun throwback. I mean, the the price for admission of transporting yourself back to 1998 <sighs> is $1. Just $1. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, for the fraction of several cups of coffee, you could just go back to 1998 and watch a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, it's super fun, super silly, um, but it's it, it really does take it back to a, a time where I personally think uh, people were willing to uh, just take concepts and just see what happens. I, I know that especially when, with most mainstream media, um, it feels like everyone's trying to adapt one thing into a new thing and then make it into a series of things. Uh, Halloween Town, as far as I know, is just an original concept. And they said, what if there's a town of Halloween? I don't know. Let, let's just make a movie. Uh, and, and it's fun. And they, bu- and they build this world. And then it went on to become uh, this franchise that like now, 20 years later, uh, people still really love and gravitate towards and a whole town Halloween's around it. So I think that um, it's definitely a lot of fun and um, definitely worth it because, see, most movies are normal, but this movie delivers a message and lets you know that being normal is highly overrated. Nice. Nice. Landed that broom. And that is our review of Halloweenton. Let us know what you remember. On Twitter, we are at Flashback Flicks. Uh, and it would mean a lot to us if you could leave us a rating and review, uh, letting people know that this is the podcast that is cool around Halloween. Yes, on a scale of one to five giant pumpkin fixtures, mm. Mm. Uh, one being just okay. Five being enough for a a Trinta uh, pumpkin spice latte, you know, on that scale. Or on a scale of bubble to trouble. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, where like a one is, sorry to burst your bubble, but uh, that's a one. But trouble is like, man, if you ever stop doing this podcast, who's going to be trouble five stars? Yes. Then, uh, yeah, that... There's that system. And I guess that would make three a uh, toil where it's like, man, you guys are really trying. 
You know, I respect that. Three stars. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Ricky, next week starts our fourth season of this podcast. Nice. I just got to say that it has been fantastic doing these four seasons with you. Oh, no, great. So I think it would be appropriate if we review the 2005 Fantastic Four. 